Good morning, Mimosas, and thank you for selecting the Good Mornings Mimosas podcast. It is meant to be your weekly spark of joy. It consists of one part bubbles, a dash of refreshing conversation, and of course, add a little bit of spice. It's a weekly inspiration every Wednesday morning. The podcast will explore different topics on growth, development, connections, and stories that will hopefully inspire you. Feel free, grab your cup of coffee or a mimosa and join us on Wednesdays. Thanks for joining us now to the podcast episode. Good morning and welcome to the Good Morning Mimosas podcast. I am your host, Cheryl Bear. This week, we have a fantastic speaker named Lily Bewley. She is a feminine dating coach with over 10 years of experience in personal development. She herself went from just surviving in life to thriving in love and purpose. Currently, she is helping women date with confidence so that they can find epic, magnetic, extraordinary love. Lily is on a mission to educate people on how dating can be fun again after a divorce, or even in their 30s and 40s, and even if they've been single forever. We have the ability to create magnetic energy in our dating lives, even if we have to perform and be high achievers in other areas. Through her love method and date with authenticity framework, she guides women to find the fulfillment and joy that only love and connection can bring. So we're excited to dive into this episode today, but let's start off with this week's inspirational quote, which is there is no intimacy without fear. Good morning, Lily. Welcome to the podcast. Good morning, afternoon (laughs) here in Phoenix. I'm so excited to drop in and have this convo with you today. I am too. This is such an important topic and even reading kind of your bio and talking about that magnetic love relationship. And I'm proud to say that my husband and I have that going on. So I'm super excited to have you on here. So hopefully other people can get that too, because it really is such a game changer. If you don't mind, let's go ahead, dive into some background and information for us. Sadly, I don't think that that type of love is commonplace today, which I feel like is right where my purpose is. Go ahead. I think you're going to say something, but yeah, no, I'm just sorry. No, 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 I'm totally agreeing with you. You know, it's something that Ryan and I are very fortunate. I mean, Mm -hmm. we found each other young and have always grown together and, you know, we're, we're big communicators, but what we have is so special and we Mm -hmm. we don't take it for granted. It's not without work and and love and self-love. So, um, yeah, it is special. It is. It is. And I think, you know, one of my biggest values in my life is to talk about the things that people don't talk about. And I think this is one of them. Um, I think that our perception of love, what love's supposed to be, uh, for the most part as a, as women and as a society, I think is pretty skewed. And I've only come to this realization myself through my journey, which I'll tell you a little bit about. So I like to start with, my name is Lily. I love big and I help other people love big too. And I've always been this way. 
I've always had a, you know, huge heart, very kind, very caring. And, you know, people would be around me and they'd be like, I love your energy, but I really didn't know what it meant to have an open heart and also protect my heart if I needed to. Um, I didn't know what it was like to have an open heart and, you know, have love that was aligning for me. I grew up in a very dysfunctional household with all of the, like a lot, not all, I won't say all, I won't overgeneralize, but a lot of the abuses and the traumas that we're reading about, which I'm so glad that, that we're talking about this stuff these days. And hopefully we can get into a little bit deeper because I'll go as deep as you want, Cheryl, don't worry. So I grew up in this environment where, you know, there wasn't really a lot of love displayed. There was actually the opposite of like a lot of fear, a lot of abuse, a lot of abandonment, a lot of wounding in childhood. And so I grew up, you know, not really knowing what, what true love was. And because I, I had this open heart, I would get into situations throughout like decades in relationships. I talk about dating and dating and romantic relationships, but it pretty much any type of relationship that I got into, most of them were really unhealthy and, and what, what other people would say toxic for me. Relationships where I was unsafe. I was abused. I wasn't myself. I put out a post, I don't know if you saw it a couple of weeks ago about the behaviors, and we can talk about that today too. I'm, I'm completely open, um, but these these self-defeating and self-sabotaging behaviors that on the outside, in my mind, I knew that they weren't good for me, but I couldn't seem to attract the right right man, or I couldn't seem to say no when I meant yet no, or say yes when I meant yes. And my whole story, you know, that was a very condensed version, but I was, my whole story kind of culminates in this, this, uh, this evening that I'll tell you about. Um, so I was in this relationship with this man for about eight years on and off. And it was, when I say on and off, I mean, on and off girl, uh, four, you know, four or five times within that span, you know, within that time period, we lived in four or five different places and we weren't in the military, <laughs> you know, it was just, we were, you know, it was unhealthy. <laughs> right. So four or five different times, you know, like I said, I, I put myself in dangerous situations. Uh, I had to call the cops on him a, him a couple of times. I was physically in danger. I had to get a restraining order against him. And I remember vividly, vividly, the last time that I got together with him, like I said, the fourth or fifth time that day, you know, I was lonely and I had witnessed, I was kind of, I wasn't like definitely not awake, like from a spiritual perspective or from like a personal development health perspective, I was still asleep <laughs> for sure. Um, but I was aware enough to like, I was, I was kind of starting to pick up on some patterns and I picked up on a pattern from my parents and I was like, oh, you know, that doesn't seem healthy. And literally the same day, I noticed the same pattern that was playing out between this man and I, and like, it was like something like really, really specific. Like, I think maybe something my dad said to my mom and then that man said it to me and I was like, oh, psh, okay. You know, like, all right. And so. I remember specifically that day I was like, okay, you know, like that was all the confirmation that I needed that this is just where I was supposed to be, that this relationship was the best that I could do. Um, he was someone that said he loved me, didn't act like it. And some people call it settling. I call it resignation. Like I resigned myself to this thing that this is all that I knew. I literally did not have an example of love. I did not have an example of a positive, healthy relationship. And so I got back in this very physically dangerous place. 
And one night in particular, it was my birthday and you know, a girl's got to feel special on her birthday. Um, of course. <laughs> yes. 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 But this man was not the man to do it. And I remember that we got into a really big argument one night. I think I didn't feel special. He didn't take me out, something like that. I, you know, I felt like always, always having to fight, you know, for this love that I wanted so badly. And I might get emotional. So I want to let you know. But I remember um, we got into a fight, you know, we were in the kitchen, we, we kind of, you know, left each other. And then I went to the bedroom and he went to the living room and I just started bawling, crying, 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 so distraught sitting on the bed, just like really lost, like really, really lost. And I remember playing in my head. It was saying, I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy. And the problem with where I was then was that on the outside, I had everything a girl could ever need. I had checked off all of the boxes when it came to society. I was working for a dope company. I was making six figures. I was in a nice house. I had a nice car. I had a boyfriend who on the outside, he gave me diamonds and stuff. But on the inside, I was dying, like literally dying. And so that night, it just it all came crashing down. Like I'm getting emotional right now. It all came crashing down because I had done everything that I was supposed to do to make my, to make myself happy. And it kept playing in my head. I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy and not really knowing, you know, not having a, the support to go to, to ask like for any guidance, the guidance that I had gotten, like took me to this place, just really lost and trigger warning everyone out, out there. That was the first time that I had, I thought about leaving this earth. That was the first time that that entered into my mind and there was a gun in the drawer next to me on the bed. And so I pulled it out. First time I'd ever even thought about this, I went down that path. I picked it up, pulled it out of the drawer. I held it in my hands. It was cold. It was unfeeling. It was hard. It was harsh. And it scared me. It deeply, deeply frightened me. The craziest thing about that night, what I remember the most is that you know, whatever you believe, if you believe in higher self, divine presence, God, spirit, higher power, universe, whatever it was, something told me that there was a better way. Hey, mimosas, want a physical spark of joy or know a mimosa who would love to have some mimosa swag? Check out the mimosa market at thebravebear.com slash mimosa market. We have partnered with American manufacturing companies to bring our in-house designs to life. Each purchase from the Mimosa Market is helping us grow the Good Morning Mimosa podcast so we can keep sharing sparks of joy. Thank you for shopping at the Mimosa Market. Cheers, Mimosas. I didn't know what that better way was, but what I knew at that point was I had the power of choice because throughout my life, even though I was doing things, you know, even though like on the outside, it looked like I had choice on the inside, I never felt like I made a choice for me. So it was either the choice of Lily or the choice of the gun. And that was the night that I knew that there, there was a better way. I didn't know what it was. And that's when I started this journey. I started healing. What an incredible, I mean, thank God you made the choice for you. And what an incredible story, but you know, one of the points that you made there that I think so many people, cause I even, as you were talking about, it, I was like reflecting on myself. There's all these 
societal norms or standards, I'll say that they say, oh, you do this, you do this, you do this, you get the house, the car, the job, the this, and like, this is the bullet points for success or what the definition of success is. But none of that talks about the inside and the things that matter, Mm -hmm. like the guidance at least, you know, and sometimes people may try, or they may say like, Hey, go to this religious class or something. And Mm -hmm. it's, but it's something that isn't as important, or at least in, you know, isn't delivered as important as that bullet point to get that successful quote unquote, no one can see my fingers because this is audio, but not the quote unquote job or things like that but it should be the most important bullet point. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel the reason that I spend so much time on my story is I feel that as women and not just as women, I just speak from my experience and I'm a woman, but as women, there are a lot of things that are predetermined for us, even still. And not to say that we don't have power, not to say that we aren't badasses, not to say that we aren't boss babes or whatever, but there are a lot of different factors involved. And my question always, and what I do with my, my work and working with women is how can we get back to ourselves? What kind of questions do we need to ask? And people call this intuition, you know, call it whatever you want, but what kind of questions do we need to ask to find that you're like the highest self for your greatest good? And it's a lot, right? You know, it's, it's a hard balance. And this is a hard conversation to have because I don't want to diminish again, the great achievements that we have done that I've done that you're doing, right? My question is, who is it for? And if you can say that it's you, then keep going. But if it really isn't you like deep down, I'll say that my antenna is good on this. So you go try me in my DMS or whatever, (laughs) right? Because a lot of times I don't have a number, but a lot of times it is not for us. It's for other people. Would you say that this defining moment that you had was the real kickstart to your personal development? hundred percent. And I, the reason I talk about it in that way was, and this is for any women, like, you know, I I specifically, my specialty is about dating. Right. And it's a very discombobulating feeling when you feel like that you're doing all the things right. And again, but you're not feeling fulfilled. Right. And it can be, what I learned is that my, my whole community was supporting this false version of Lily. I'm not saying like, I'm never like I'm, I am bubbly at my core, you know, like I love people and all this stuff, you know, it's not, not to say that I wasn't Lily my whole, the whole time, but I can tell you and looking back and I'm glad where I am now, you know? Um, but I can tell that definitely say, looking back, like all of those, a lot of my big decisions were not mine. And did you feel, especially in that on again, off again, really toxic relationship, it almost feels like a silent snowball. Like Mm -hmm. it starts and then it goes, but it's like, all of a sudden you're just like, how did I get here? And it almost feels like an avalanche, like it's overwhelming, Mm -hmm. but there's all these, and you know, you're kind of talking, I'm thinking about one horrible toxic relationship I had. And there were all these supporting cast members that love me and care about me, but they missed a lot of things or like just co-signed the picture of what was going on instead of diving deep, at least for me, you know, in that relationship, it definitely felt like a silent snowball. Like Mm -hmm. you don't pick up on everything. You know, you talk about 
you know, they said something that your parents said, and it was like, whoa, a wake up call. But then when you're entirely removed from the relationship, you can see all these red flags you didn't see before, but almost like when you're living in it, there's like a filter or something where you just don't see some of those things until you Mm -hmm. have a big moment. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the filter because it's a thing. So this is what I've learned in my, in the, the, the healing that I've done and what I teach to, to other women, my zone of genius is not, you know, if you're listening to this and you are in a situation where you are unsafe, that is not my zone of genius. I don't know, Cheryl, if you want to put like the domestic violence hotline or anything in the show notes, but your absolutely, safe, yeah, your safety is paramount and it does, it snowballs because, you know, like you said, for me, it was you know, that relationship alienated me. Like I lost my friend. I lost so many friends. I lost like the only things I could talk about were my, with my family or the good stuff, you know, like I didn't, you know, it's, it's, it is, it's very, it is a snowball. It's a great way to put it. And it's also puts you out on an Island. So I just want to say, put that there. Like that is not my zone of genius, but there are services out there that can help you with this. So let's talk about the filter. Cause this is what I teach. This is like, this is the good stuff. This is what I've learned is you can learn all of the tips and tricks about relationships. You can learn all of the communicate and we're talking about romance right now, or, I mean, you could put this to friendships too, if you want, or um, not necessarily family, cause you can't choose them, but the people that you can choose your job, <laughs> all that stuff. So you can learn all of the communication techniques. You can use, learn all of the hacks, all of the tips and tricks, all of the everything. But all of that does not work, y'all, if it's with the wrong person. Does not work if it's with the wrong person. And I know, women, you're hearing me right now because you're like, oh, well, how do I get this man to do this? How do I get this man to do this? I'm not saying that you give up on him right now. But what I am saying is take a look at, are you seeing truth for what truth is, right? Are you seeing patterns of, false promises? Are you seeing patterns of behavior? Right. And this is me when I'm, when I say we y'all, I mean me too. So I'm not preaching at you. I am talent talking to you from a place of removal and a place of healing. Like Cheryl just said, right. We as women are very caring and we are very kind when it comes to trying to fix a relationship that can't be fixed. Have we picked the right person? Right. And so the filter, like if we're talking about dating and this is everything that I teach when we talk about intuition, like how do we choose the right person? Why am I attracting the unavailable men? Why, you know, why do I feel uh, anxiety in 24 or 48 hours if I heard from them or if I haven't heard from them? All of these are based off of some internal things that we have to align and we have to figure out so that we can give our attention to the right person. We can use those communication techniques with the right person, right? A lot of like, a lot of my colleagues are, you know, they're into the tips and the tricks, like what do you put on your profile and all of this stuff. And that does not matter if it's with the wrong person. So the question then becomes, well, Lily, how do we choose the right person? And that's kind of the, the road that it goes down, right? Does that make sense? It does. And I think it's so great that you keep saying the right person, because you have to see the person for who they are, like in front of you, 
today. Cause like you were saying, you know, I think about my past self and my current self, like current Cheryl has grown into such a different, in my opinion, way better version than my younger self. And everyone, lots of people maybe have that ability, but it can also happen in reverse. So just because you're with someone, if they grow into a person who has toxic traits and behaviors and is going down a road that is not good for you, you have to acknowledge the person in front of you, not the person you remember from years ago and like, Mm -hmm. oh, it was so great in the beginning, you know, like we can Mm -hmm. get back to that. Like you need to see people how they are now. Hey, Mimosas, consider supporting the podcast by becoming a Mimosa member through our Patreon at patreon.com slash Mimosas. Every Mimosa member will get ad-free episodes. You no longer have to hear ads like this. In addition, depending on the level that works best for you, you can get 10% off of all Mimosa merch in the Mimosa market all day, every day bonus content, sneak peeks at upcoming episodes and events coming down the pipeline, episode resources, and so much more. Thank you for considering supporting the podcast through a Mimosa membership. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember like, you know, here's something, I'll tell you some things that I told myself. I told myself, I'm not good at relationships. I told myself, oh, you know, I only track the unavailable men. I only attract toxic, toxic men. I'm not worthy of love, real love. It, love is too hard. I have to give up my body in order to be accepted. You know, there's so many things when we get to, we're talking about romantic relationships that we may not do on purpose. If it's not, you know, if that's not conscious for you right now, maybe I'm making this conscious, or maybe it is conscious for you right now. And you just keep seeing the same patterns again and again and again like the day that I had the gun in my hand something said there is a better way so that is all that I talk about there is a better way if someone if a woman is seeing this pattern in dating um, and I have a whole bunch of archetypes I don't know you know where you want to go but if a woman is seeing a pattern in dating with love I want to say what is it inside of you that is like you said, I love that word filter. I use that too. What is, what's the filter through which you're looking through this dating process with? And if it's not your highest self, it is likely a wounded part of you or wounded parts of you that are choosing these men. The good news is that can all change. It can all change. So you aren't destined for a roommate relationship. You aren't destined to be, (laughs) you know, you're not destined to settle. You're not destined to be abused. You're not destined to have to walk on eggshells. You know, I can keep going. You're not destined to feel the shame and the blame and all of that, right? There is a better way. And that like, again, like that is what I'm here to do. You talk about the things that you would tell yourself. And one of our earlier episodes, we talked a little bit about shame and guilt, Mm. but you talked about, you know, things that you would tell yourself. Could you also tell us some common dating myths that people Mm. may hear or say that also kind of influence? Oh man. How long do we have? My perspective in dating is literally the journey that I took to get to this, where I am now, which is 
perfectionism with me is not there anymore. I used to be a highly perfectionist person. Um, and that translated into dating because it would, you know, I, you know, that whole thing about here's some dating mess. Oh, just put your best foot forward girl. I'm not saying to go in haggard and everything and looking all, all mess, but can we put our authentic foot forward? Right. Um, and it's normal to be nervous. It's normal, you know, to have all that stuff. It's such a great match when you're all, you know, when you're authentic and when the man can see you for, for who you truly are. Let me just say too, this is not easy. This, that these things that I'm going to talk about with the myths, this is not easy. And to take this just as it is and not do the, the healing work that we're going to talk about is just bypassing. So take this as a sign of Lily knows where you are and it doesn't have to be this way. I had a lot of people tell me too, oh, just go have fun. Dude, that is not for me. That is not <laughs> for me. I'm a deep person. I want deep, magnetic, epic, extraordinary love. And just having fun took me to places of, of not good. Like, no. I, I'm laughing because, you know, I, I came out of a toxic relationship before I met my husband. And again, we were young. Uh, we met when we were, I think, 19 and he was 20. And I just remember we like sat down at a restaurant and I was like, hey, so like, what do you want? Because when I got out of that relationship, I reevaluated and I like, I knew what I wanted, what I didn't want, what I was willing to put up with, what I wasn't willing to put up with. And I just remember sitting there with him and I was like, Hey, so where are you at with this? Because we, I'm not saying we need to get married and last forever, but we need to have a meaningful relationship because if not, like, that's not what I'm here for. And you can go find someone else. And of course my younger self was even more aggressive and opinionated than I am now. And Ryan being the 20 year old guy that he was, you know, super laid back surfer guy. He was like, no, I mean, that sounds great. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And we slowly, you know, he mellowed me out a lot and made him way more vocal about his opinions. That was something so important. And so I, mm. I think it's, it's great that you said that. Mm. Yes. Cause you're right. Just like going in with the mindset of whatever, at least for me, it's always led me to a place later on down the road where I'm like questioning how I got there. Exactly. Exactly. And it's probably that statement yeah. mindset that like set it in motion. Yeah, hundred percent. And this is what I'm seeing more and more lately too, is if you're listening to this podcast, most people that listen to podcasts that read books, you know, there's a lot of people now in this, the, the community is growing about personal growth and personal development. There's a big gap though, which is we are finding out a lot about what's wrong with us. We're finding out a lot about what we don't want. We're finding out a lot about labels. And in this case, like attachment style, I don't know if you're familiar with your attachment style, Cheryl, but there's a gap between knowing what we want and then actually getting what we do want. And that's amazing. Like your story is amazing because you were able to bridge that gap. A lot of women feel, at least the women that come to me have been in personal growth for a while. They even may have been going to therapy, but they can't, they can't seem to traverse that gap. I think maybe, do you want to go into the archetypes? I'm kind of, I don't know. I'm sure. feeling, like, I'm feeling yeah. like, like this is a good segue. Uh, we are here for it. So first of all, let me just say this y'all people feel way too seen sometimes with this. And I want to tell two things about this. One is this was, this is not something I'm preaching. It may sound like I'm preaching, but I'm not, this is, these are phases that I have been through 
to get to this, to this epic love, extraordinary love place where I am right now and what, where I teach. So if there's nothing that I'm talking about that I haven't been through myself, which I feel like is important, especially these days when there's a lot of information out there on Instagram. Secondly is through hundreds of coaching hours, I was able to pick up on some patterns that again, one of my biggest values is to talk about things that people don't talk about. And so I'm like, oh my God, like there's a pattern after pattern of pattern of this. So this is where the archetypes were born from. This is a tool for you. If you're listening to understand and be aware of what your pattern might be. This hopefully is not the end for you because just knowing about this pattern is not going to help you to get, if you're wanting that, that committed monogamous relationship, this is just knowing about this will do you no good. So I want to say that too. I think it's important. So I will start with the chill woman. She is, while she's dating, she's familiar with overwhelming anxiety. And she, this tends to flare up in 24 to 48 hours of not hearing from the other person, like that anxiety, what should I say, overthinking, all that stuff. She tends to get ghosted pretty often and she doesn't understand why she wants more communication, but the pattern, you know, pattern three or more times, y'all, that's a pattern three or more times. If you're really hard headed like me four or five times, but normally it's like three or more times. <laughs> so she gets ghosted a lot and she doesn't understand why she tends to have sex pretty quickly after meeting the person, even though if she promises herself that she won't. And that's why the chill woman is a chill woman is because of Netflix and chill. She will just say yes to this instead of like what Cheryl did, which is like, oh no, this is what I'm here for. Really? Thanks. You know? So she attracts the chill woman attracts men who just want to hang out and chill. And she normally says yes to this, even though it's, it's uh, even though internally she, she thinks that maybe she, she should say, she, say no, or she's not sure. She has complained in past relationships of not being seen or heard. And she wants to know that people are going to be there and not leave her forever. So that's the chill woman. Um, the fortress woman is, this is going to be hard for the fortress woman to hear. And that's okay. If you're triggered, sit with me in the trigger. I'm with you. Triggering means that there's a place to heal. The fortress woman has a wall the size of the Great Wall of China around her heart. She's likely been hurt pretty badly by love before. I, I sat in, in Fortress Woman energy for years, y'all. The only way to defend her heart is to not let someone in. Remember how I said, I love big. There was no other way for me to do it other than walling up my heart. If she's dating, she will find fault with the other person really, really quickly. Block, delete, get angry, whatever, really quickly. And with her friends that are dating too, she's pretty, she's also pretty critical. Like she'll pick up on that, those, you know, she'll pick up on those red flags real quick and she has a lot to say, right? So that there's not a lot of room for love to enter, even with her friends. She has a hard time trusting others. She's normally, like I said, the first one to break it off, block or delete. And there's a part of her, probably one that she hasn't touched in a long time that doesn't want to be alone, but a stronger part that doesn't want to feel pain. The fortress woman, and this was me, y'all, the fortress woman will be okay in a house by herself, no partner with 3000 dogs. The last archetype that I see is the goddess woman. Now the goddess woman is confused by love. She doesn't understand. She's pretty successful. I work mostly with the chill and the goddess, just a heads up. The goddess is very into personal growth work and personal fulfillment. So she's like probably going to therapy. She's probably been in the personal growth game for a while. 
her outward perception, like her IG is amazing, but the inward perception of what she's feeling on the inside doesn't line up with that. She doesn't, you know, especially with her love life, she may be very successful in other areas of her life, like even a coach or something like that, but it's, it doesn't match on the inside. She thinks she wants to be in the dating world, but there's this like, again, this like push pull energy that's happening. She wants it, but then she retreats because something happens. She wants it. It's like this whole thing that happens. She wants to be coveted and chased, but that type of vulnerability is too hard for her. She's big on the conscious relationship. She's like, I want a conscious relationship. I want a conscious relationship, but that need she feels like can be intimidating to men. She also receives uh, feedback that she doesn't have time a lot because she is out there. She's doing things. She's successful. Um, she's like going on trips with her girlfriend. She has maybe a successful uh, business or, or what have you on the outside, like I said. And she never really feels like the men that she's attracted, she attracted to, or she attracts is at her level. She always feels smarter or more developed or anything or something like that. So that's the three, that's the chill, the fortress and the goddess. Are you a business that is trying to find a new way to grow your brand? Consider sponsoring this podcast. Sponsorship range from social media logo posts to ads during the episodes. Sponsorships are a great way to get your message out to new audience while supporting the Mimosa community. Check out the options at thebravebear.com slash sponsorship for more details. Cheers, Mimosas. I'm smiling because you're describing the goddess and I'm thinking of a friend that had ideas, but did not realize the level of goddess she was in this archetype type until we had, and part of this is a, a generational thing. I'm not a big social media person, but I was on a trip with a couple of friends and there was a post on Instagram and it was, I, I mean, and this girl, gorgeous, absolutely stunning, has tons of things going on. And just literally, if you saw her, you would be like, she's got it all right. Mm -hmm. And then it was, we were on our way to this restaurant. We're all like hype, you know, to try it out. And it's like this instant cloud came down and oh, wow. she was looking at her phone and I was like, oh, like, did something happen? She's like, oh, I saw this picture and her and her boyfriend at the time had, you know, taken a break or something like that. And he put in again, I'm going to sound so geriatric trying to explain this, but she, he put like some kind of emoji. It was like a heart with swirls or something. I don't know. I, I really don't know what that means, but anyways, to this picture of their mutual friends and like, mm -hmm. you know, that were that clearly in the picture looked happy together and everything. And she's like, well, this, and at first I didn't even know what platform we were looking at. And so I was like, Hey, like, just explain to me a little more detail. Like I support you and I'm on whatever level you want. I just need a little more context. So she's like, Cheryl, this is Instagram. And I'm like, okay. Um, and then she's like, oh, this is an emoji. And then she's like explaining. And I'm like, okay, is this be like, why is this affecting you as much? And she's like, oh, well, you know, he really, you know, he liked this relationship and that's what I really want to have. And it, it took just looking at it from the surface again, 
me being geriatric on my part and not being with the times, I couldn't quite put all the pieces together. Like to me, I was lost in the sauce, but then, you know, as she explained it, I was like, oh, like, and then, you know, of course I could understand and and talk a little bit to it and, and things like that. But it was such a experience for me as someone witnessing this, Mm -hmm. you know, goddess type kind of full circle there. Yeah. And I think one of my favorite things, honestly, about talking about these archetypes is that it helps women understand that, that we're not alone. When we see these like self-defeating and self-sabotaging patterns, and we see things there, it's a natural thing to believe that it's, it's our fault, you know, to believe that we're wrong, that we're bad, or, you know, like in the fortress woman's case, I'm just not, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to try. Right. And again, like fortress woman is normally not the woman I work with. Cause she there's, there's a whole thing with that, but I've moved through these different phases. This is like, my progression was chill fortress goddess. And what I propose to be, what I talk about, what I like strive to be 80% of the time in my life is the magnetic woman, which is She knows who she is and what she wants. She honors herself by setting and sticking with dating boundaries, y'all. This is a thing. She's loving and caring of herself even when she messes up because she will. Her internal worth and her magnetism has moved from her head to her body. I can't tell you how many women, like I said, are pretty developed, you know, like are into development when, when they come to me. They're like, I know that I'm worthy. I know that I'm worthy, but I don't feel it in my body. Like that's where the healing is, is the knowing when the knowing transmutes into, into like who you are at your core. Did you see that post that I put out the other day, a couple of weeks ago about, and you probably didn't cause you just said you're geriatric, but <laughs> I know, I, I know I, I tried, no, I try to like, I, I have, I got a personal Instagram like a couple months ago and I'm yeah, trying get it girl. I, I know my <laughs> team kidding. was like, so Cheryl, can you just try scrolling more? And so I'm, I'm getting there. I'm oh, getting there. So you? I probably didn't, but tell do me what you, it is. Do you? So I put out a, a post, maybe it's been a month now, but I put out a post that was talking about, and I was really nervous to put out this post. Um, because I have family following me on Instagram. My family has wants nothing to do with what I do, which is, you know, very, just the way it is. Um, I ain't stopping because this needs to be said, but I put out a post that said, you know, and this is true. I slept with two men in one day. And I, I, I wrote about how I was so empty. So not, not filled with love that I was looking for validation for love. I pimped myself out. I pent myself out for these small moments of connection, these little fleeting glimpses of intimacy. And again, talking about the stuff that people don't talk about, this is normal, normal as in you make sense. What is abnormal is stepping into a place of healing, really of healing those little, those internal things that are pulling us to, to do these patterns. And again, it is not your fault. You actually make a lot of sense if this is happening to you, like I said, and there are, there's always a better way. I think that is such a great post to put on, like what a real Mm -hmm. post to make, because we kind of talked about it in the very beginning, but there's all these like societal standards and societal norms, mm-hmm. but like, let's not act like that's the full, you know, the societal standards and norms is the full picture here. That's mm-hmm. a tip of an entire iceberg. And the majority of the real things happening, it's the stuff that people don't post and that they don't say. Mm-hmm. And I think it is important because how many, you know, I, I have a lot of, you know, especially in, in Ryan, I friend, friend group, you know, we met each other young. 
we were the first of our group to get married and, you know, we have friends that are dating now and just getting married now. And we've been together, what, 12 years, 13 years, something like that at this point, like, so we see, you know, granted it's, it's different, you know, cause we've like just been us for a long time, but like we, there's our friends go through this, mm-hmm. our friends that we care about so much. And, you know, it's not these uncommon, almost like little sparks and glimpses of like doing something for me to make myself feel good, but it like goes away as quickly as when you got it. It's mm-hmm. almost like when you, we make an emotional purchase, you know, like I'm just going to buy this for me. Cause it'll make me feel good. But then it, it like the feeling goes as quickly as it, as it just kind of shows up for yourself. And it is something that like people deal with all day, every day. And it is a normal thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's awesome that you go through that. Yeah. Thank you. I will say I'm lucky enough to have accumulated a pretty dope support squad that is in my family y'all and then it isn't my normal like my friends that I was I've been friends with for decades well one person in my support squad I was telling them how activated I was like you know there's a lot of anxiety like I was afraid my my ex's family I'm still friends with them on Facebook you know like this this whole thing you know I was afraid I was going to get a text from somebody calling me a slut and then you know I said to my my um one of my friends you know, my, my aunt, I'm not my aunt, my niece, she's 14 follows me on Instagram and she's going to see this. And man, my friend was like, Lily, you just saved her 10 years of her life. Yeah. I'm getting teary. I just even thinking about it, you know, like, it's like, that's my mission really. That is why I'm here. And before you say something, um, I wanted to talk about what you're talking about, which is what I call, um, the love tank. So remember how I said, I have a big heart and I have a lot to love. What I realized is that because I wasn't whole as a person who I was, what my values were, all of these things, things that we were never taught. I was, you know, I, I was, I was taught to like, to be happy and smile and be bubbly and make people laugh, but I wasn't really taught what my values are supposed to be. I wasn't really taught how, you know, so it's not your, it's not our fault. Like it's not our fault. I wasn't taught like somebody asked you to a dance. Oh, don't worry. Just say yes. Don't worry about who they are. Cause that happened to me, but what I talk about is my love tank has had holes in it. And any, every time I made a deposit into the love tank, like what you're talking about, like achievements, awards, rewards, um, money, purchases, food, alcohol, drugs, all the things they went, like they seeped right through my love tank. And the only way like that I've learned to seal those up and become whole is to heal those internal parts of ourselves that reach out to others and other things for our wholeness, for our validation, for our love. And you see this a lot. So the whole theme, I think of, of our time together, Cheryl, I think is just listening to this is a great first step, but if you don't do anything after this, I love you but you ain't going to go very far. I love you because you're listening. You know, you see out there on social media a lot, like, oh, you just have to love yourself in order for somebody to love you. If it was that easy, we would have already done it. If love was something that we could go buy off the shelf, which a lot of women do, a lot of women try, you know, like I have friends, honestly, who have, who've like tried to get boob or have gotten boob jobs because they didn't feel like a woman. They wanted to feel better in their body. They want to feel how many times you've heard this. Oh, I just want to feel more confident. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So what's, what's underneath the layer? What's that? What's the layer underneath that? Right. If having like, we all know we want more self-love in order to feel loved. 
right? But if it was that easy, we would have already been doing it by ourselves. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And Lily, a couple of things, and I know we're getting to the end of our time here, but that post that you made in talking about like your niece who would see it, you know, kind of circling back to talking about, you know, kind of the important things that we're not mm-hmm. told or we're told how many thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, I dare even say maybe millions of books do mm-hmm. we have written about historical events so that, you know, nations <laughs> And like, honestly, the world can function better, right? How many people are daring enough to like actually write down things that are happening that will cause people to not repeat history and create a better, healthier roadmap for the things that matter, the things about taking care of themselves and being successful on the inside, loving yourself on the inside and avoiding some hardships. I think, yes, you're thinking of your niece, but I promise you it has affected so many more people Mm. than just your niece, which is what's Mm. fantastic. Yeah. I did realize that too, as I wasn't alone. There are a lot of women that dropped into my DMs. It's like, I I didn't exactly do this, but I felt like this many times before with men, you know, trying to to seek for validation or for love I didn't have or what have you. Yeah. So thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And Lily, I know where, you know, before I wrap up and get to the quote here, do you mind sharing with all of the mimosas here where they can find you and catch up with you in case, you know, they need a little bit more than just this episode today? Mm, well, thank you, Cheryl, for this opportunity. Um, I could probably, like I talk, I could talk for hours about this girl. I'm so here <laughs> for it. Yeah. It's been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> But I have a little gift actually for your mimosas and your listeners through my journey and through all of the women that I've coached, I've come to find a system for finding epic love. I call it epic, magnetic, extraordinary love. The man that you want to, that you brag to your friends about, except instead of like, you know, complaining to your friends about the man that, you know, holds your hand while you're going and doing errands, the man that like comes behind you and makes you feel safe and supported all of that good stuff. I have, like I said, for your mimosas, it's called the find, oh no, excuse me, the love method for being a magnet for epic magnetic love. It's a free workbook. It's at findepiclove.com. And that's only, it's exclusive for your listeners. I don't offer this anywhere else. And it's $197 value. It's a free workbook that goes through my love method for being a mag- the magnetic woman, which is like what I strive to be. Doesn't have to be those words for you, but like, I want the best for you because you deserve it. I appreciate that so much. And I can't wait to uh, share it with our mimosa. Mm. So make sure you check out our stuff and what is your social media handle so they can also follow Mm. you if they don't already. Yeah. Just everything is off of findepiclove.com. So when they put in um, their information to get that, you can find all of my channels. That's the way to get there. Ah, perfect. Mm. Lily, thank you so much for spending my morning with me. Um, This has (laughs) been awesome. Mimosas will circle back to that quote of the day, which is there is no intimacy without fear Mm. until the next episode, please leave us some feedback on whatever platform you may be listening to this podcast on as well as follow us on Instagram at good morning mimosas of a course, send us an email at good morning mimosas.podcast at gmail.com. You literally never know who needs this mimosa community. So please consider sharing this with friends and family or anyone else who could use a spark of joy. Stay safe, stay healthy, and please keep sharing those sparks of joy.
Cheers, mimosas. 